mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. A binge-worthy show about Jesus? The Chosen Season 3 is here. Come and see what the buzz is about. The Chosen explores the imperfect and messy relationships of real humans following Jesus. All Season 3 episodes are available now. Stream every episode for free. Plus, watch exclusive content like the After Show, only in the new Chosen app. Download the Chosen app on mobile and TV streaming devices. Visit BingeJesus.com to learn more. Hello and welcome to another episode of the First Line Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Kyle Henning. And joining me today are a couple of uh, recent free agent additions to the podcast. We've got some new folks that will be joining us going forward from this point. So uh, first up, we've got my buddy Ben Hunley. Ben, how are you tonight, sir? Doing great. How are we doing, everybody? It's another night to talk some hockey, which uh, if you guys are following this podcast, you Probably know we haven't um, been around to talk a whole lot. We've had a bunch of uh, stuff come up with a bunch of our regular line mates, so we've made some adjustments, and we're going forward, and they will join us as they can get back in and get going with us. So um, the second additions that you are going to get to meet this evening, uh, there there are a couple more you'll get to meet throughout the season as we go here. But uh, the second edition for the evening is is another gentleman, Jeff Chapman. Jeff, how are you, sir? I'm great. I would just like to say that I think my likeness was portrayed beautifully on that opening video. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was the one sitting in the middle. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, uh, that logo's got uh, applicable effects for multiple people involved here. Um, so it's it's a good one. So first and foremost, we want to do introductions with you guys so you guys, everybody kind of gets to know you a little bit. So first of all, tell everybody where to follow you at on social and who your team is in the NHL, because we all have teams on this podcast, but we do try to keep it as neutral as possible when it comes to league talk. So, Ben, go ahead and go first. Yeah, so everybody can uh, find me primarily on Twitter, at Ben R. Hunley, making it as easy as possible. Uh, And my team is the Colorado Avalanche. Yes, I know. Uh, Great time to be me. It's a terrible time to be Jeff, but I'll let him touch on that here in a minute. So... uh, <laughs> but, yeah, there you go. There's a there's a transition in for you, Jeff. Why don't you tell us about about you? Um, I am a Nashville Predators fan, which is in essence hell on earth. For for those of you who have listened to this show, uh, when I have referred to in the past the friend of mine who is a Predators fan who suffers tremendously routinely, that this this would be the gentleman I was referring to. He's he's going to be able to tell you about his suffering now on the podcast, so you don't have to listen to me tell it secondhand anymore. It is a special kind of misery, and if anyone commiserates with me, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Jeff K. Chapman, but don't follow me. <laughs> you can follow the podcast at SIA. <laughs> 
Um, and that's on pretty much all the platforms. Also, First Line Podcast on Spotify, Instagram. The uh, for some reason we're having some issues with the uh, algorithm pulling it up on some of those some of the podcast sites. So if you go to any of our socials pages at the top of the page, there is a link with access to pretty much every site that we are on. You can click on it and it will take you to it. You can also go to the website and listen to our podcast directly on the website. So um, those are all options for that. Now that we've done a little bit of the intros, we're going to get into kind of getting into the first quick review of the season since the last time we talked to you guys was basically before the Stanley Cup last year. Uh, a bunch has changed. A bunch has happened. We've got some new voices. So we'll go into a quick review. So far, we've got basically a team that's decided to take off and run away with the beginning of the season. The Bruins are insane right now. Yeah, it's pretty insane to think about the fact that uh, when we're talking about a team with their age, that they're plus 40, even this early in the season. Um, I know we have talked offline before, but when you're looking at a team where Swayman went down and Ole Marcus stepped up in this way, uh, it's not something that I had on my bingo card, but... He's, he's got a 209 goals against and like a, he's leading the league in save percentage. He's also like 13 and one. They, I don't think they've lost at home yet. Jeff... For a team that wasn't supposed to even maybe have Patrice Bergeron this year, and, oh, I don't know, half the roster was out at towards the end of the season last year with some sort of very long-term, terrible season-ending surgery. Like, how are they doing this at this age group? They are gritty as hell. End of the day, that's all it is. You're going to come in there, and you're going to feel every Bruins game inside of your bones by the time you're done. Yeah, that's, they're a physical team for sure. It's a it's a different bird. I, now, as as Ben said, I didn't ever expect Olmark to be unconscious for the first half of the season or third of the season, but here we are. So, um, just to just to kind of keep going around the league, we'll we'll kind of look at the division leaders. Oh, well, you you if we're gonna talk about who's running away with it, you guys are sleeping on the kings of the metro, and that's the New Jersey Devils. I was that's where I was headed next. They are. Um, I, and I think there, this is going to probably be something we touch on here again a little bit. Immediately is uh, they're early by about a year and a half compared to where, where just about everybody expected them to be. They made some off-season acquisitions that a lot of people didn't pay a whole bunch of attention to that made them considerably better or just at least more stable than they've been. Um, New Jersey's extremely fun to watch that and i hate being the person that says sometimes your best acquisition is having health i hate being that person but how about doug how about dougie Mm -hmm. i mean the amount of games he missed last year and just is absolutely steel horse for them on the back end absolutely just absolutely running the power play one unit as well i mean holding that line down he's got all the great pieces around him jack's playing out of his mind jesper it's just everything's clicking at the right time. They're Let's getting offense out of a guy that I watched not be able to hit a barn with a paintball gun from four feet away last year in John Marino. And I love watching <laughs> John Marino. He's a great defensive defenseman. He, in the beginning part of his career in Pittsburgh, was pretty good on the offensive end, too. And then last year, I don't know what happened, but it was hard to watch at points. Um and he's the change of scenery, whatever happened, he's been a second line D pair there that's been exactly what he was supposed to be 
in Pittsburgh and New Jersey's gotten it out of him. So whatever, whatever changed from year one to year three, that year two in the middle or whatnot there was not good, but it, he's been phenomenal for him and they didn't hardly have to give up squat to get him. And I would know. Well, they're captained by my Capricorn King, Nico. I mean, he's just out here at a 14% clip getting buckets for these boys, man. He's been incredible. Nico is a goon out there. First overall pick for a reason. I'd also think we'd get the first. I'd say we would be uh, remiss to also, you know, a little love for a former Predator and Av along a skew of other, uh, you know, teams during his playing career. But I don't think it's a coincidence that Andrew Burnett left the Panthers, went to the Devils, and the Devils are executing at an offensive level we haven't seen. And the Panthers are. What are the Panthers? I mean, excuse me, Ben. Are you are you claiming a Panthers curse? Are are we? Are we is this what we're <laughs> well, doing in episode right. one? We're, we're killed, claiming a Panthers curse. I killed Andrew Burnett last year in the playoffs because the decision making in those games against Tampa was what cost them that series. It was terrible. Now, did I think they were going to not re-sign him as the head coach of the team? No, but. Um, yeah, I, I mean, hindsight is, of course, 2020, but yeah, he looks much better. Now, it's a young team. It's a new system. They, it's built for speed and for offense, and they play a lot of it. They're fun to watch. They also give up some goals. <laughs> uh, so, it's it well, was the Rangers game the other night, 5-4. That sounds right. And that's Shesterkin that they were playing, not <clears throat> whoever. Yeah. Uh, what, who, who is it that's behind him now? I, Yaroslav Halak, who is one and five this year, or now two and five after tonight's win. So it, it's it been a interesting watch with New Jersey. We'll continue, it, I'm sure, to talk about New Jersey as we go. Absolutely. And for Florida's credit, as little as I can give them, as little as I can give them, they're still scoring. They're above 500. That's about all I got for them. But they're above yeah. 500, and they are still scoring. I mean, they're also here. Here's a fun fact for Florida Panthers: they just ten and nine here. Let's not they're behind Detroit there. for Christ's sake. Okay. Hey. hey. Whoa. Now there's Detroit's a team up and coming. We yeah. we will get there. Trust me, we will get there. Uh. Dallas. Dallas is leading a division that is. Um, beat up on some of the some of the teams that we thought would be better than they've been. <laughs> ben can speak in a minute about Colorado's yeah. situation. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Winnipeg is in a position that I did not anticipate them being in at this point in the season. But that's mostly due to the part where the rest of this central division is not been good. Um, oh, the central is littered with vagabonds. There's just bottom feeders and I'm I'm speaking as a bottom feeder in the in the central. It's you got Chicago, Arizona, Saint Louis. Yeah, all the people talk about how bad Arizona is, and rightfully so. They're playing in a five thousand seat stadium. There's a then reason they can't for fill. that. Yeah, exactly. And they are awful. Chicago's worse, guys. Let's oh, don't yeah. let them off the hook because oh, no, for worse. how great they were, they're worse than Arizona. So, look, and Saint Louis. Is right there with them, and they got they've had fourteen player only meetings already this season. The, so St. Louis is a hellhole. The Blackhawks are tr- looking for where they're sending Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves at the trade deadline. That's what they're doing at this point. Because I hope it's together. I hope they stay together. 
I don't I want to see that can. buddy cop duo stay together somewhere. I don't think they can. Look at the numbers. Well, they can't. They can't. But I would love for it to happen. I mean, I just would, but it won't. send them I, off in the sunset and like, I don't know. Some of the, who cares? Just send them out. Get them see, not in hey. Chicago to where they can get away not from Chicago, everything that's wrong with that organization right now. Well, right now. Chicago needs to get away from their current lovely eight-game losing streak. That would be a great thing from the break anytime soon. They try to give Edmonton a run for it tonight, and, you know, they just, they're collecting L's. They're collecting them, and it's everything they deserve for all the success they've had. So maybe I'm a little bitter, but. All the success they've had. Well, and the utter disaster that they've been behind closed doors for 20 years. So, yeah, you know. To, uh, well, just to pick. Not I was I was gonna say just to right? piggyback real quick on the trade for those two, we got to make sure we send them to a small market because Patty Kane will get in trouble if we send him to another big city. That's I'm right. just throwing that out there. We need to send him somewhere <laughs> where the only people that he can bother are just locals that will put him in his place. That's, not, that's all not, I'm saying. He cannot go to California. He cannot go to New York. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> Patty doesn't need to be in L.A. We gotta we gotta protect. Every what, woman in Los what, Angeles. What scares me is he might end up in Tampa, and I just uh, not that they, not that they should try to go out and get Patrick Kane, but I could see them trying to go out and get Patrick Kane. I also could see one of them ending up in Boston at some point. Now that would be a Jonathan Taves move right there, Boston. Yeah, Jonathan Taves. That's that's a match made in heaven right there. Can you imagine Johnny Taves and Taylor Hall? Just well, out there doing their thing, thing from though, Boston. I, I'd I, be sick. I'd be I, sick. Here's, here's the problem. I think Taylor Hall's a part of the piece that goes the other way. Because that would be okay. Send Taylor Hall to Chicago. That would make me even happier. So that that's just a little food for thought there. All right, the last the last little the division to talk about is the Pacific, and I saved this one for last because what on earth is happening in the Pacific? I'll tell you See, what's I'm happening. Gonna, Six-game win streak, and they are in second only to Vegas. Yes, the same Vegas that literally could not get out of its way all of last season. Seattle is quickly putting together a team of names that no one wants to buy a jersey for, but all play for each other. And Vegas was pretty much written off by the media as, what, five, six in the Pacific was where they were projected for the year? I, I don't know where those projections came from. Because all most of last year, yes, Vegas couldn't get out of their own way, but they also couldn't stay healthy. They were nothing also about, still probably the third best team in the division last year. Yeah, nothing about and, this Vegas team screamed they were on the decline. All they needed was to stay healthy. Jack Eichel. I, I, it blows my mind how low they were projected going into the season. I think well, my favorite stat coming out of Vegas right now is that Alec Martinez has like a hundred plus block shots, and the next closest to him is at like sixty-five. He's just out there slinging his body in front of the puck. That is what we call uh, sacrificing the body. Uh, it's it's impressive. Those two teams, Vegas is 10-1-1 on the road. If they can figure out how to win at home, good Lord. See, here's a stat for you two days, five days ago. Through 11 minutes in the game to start the game between the Kraken and the Knights, <laughs> Alec Martinez was on the ice for 14 shots. Only one of those 14 made it to the net. That's the Alec Martinez effect right now. So when you can't put, you can't even get it to the tendy, it's going to be hard to score. Uh, that'll help. Uh, Calgary's been, well, kind of what I expected when you, you traded your, got rid of your two best players to bring in two other 
good players who have also never been in Calgary or your system. And look, if you listen to this show, Ryan Feaster has told you guys what Calgary is. It's in the middle of nowhere, Western Canada. It's a nice city. It's fine and all. There's nothing there. That's it's just them. It's a different market. It, it, I'm not surprised that this is a different team this year than what we saw last year with who is gone and who was added. They are going to be decent. They will probably make the playoffs, but I don't expect them to be a threat. Calgary has Lucic and Kadri, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're gooning they, in Calgary. They also added Huberto and um, – They got my boy Tyler Toffoli out there just balling out. Yeah. Though. I just they're not they're not the same kind of threat they were last year. They're not the same team. And they've showed it most of the year. Edmonton is still extremely questionable on the back end and they will be especially with well, Duncan Gee retired even though he was at the back end, he was still one of their better <laughs> defenders last year. Is Blake Coleman on Calgary? I uh yeah, he is. He's on the third line. That's what I thought. With Backlund so, and which is another Calgary we're pushing. We're pushing I, names that were everywhere. I, I want to. I would like to see. You, but. There's a lot of things in Calgary that I would like to see Sutter mess with some of those lines, but I understand how they are. But we all know Daryl's not changing what he thinks is the best process. So. Daryl is the most, one of the most stubborn coaches left in the NHL. Oh, I, whoa! What are you it, guys talking about? Daryl will definitely change his ways and adapt to the new game of hockey. He's. <laughs> That's that's his brand. <laughs> yeah, him and Torts, bro. Yeah, brand him and Torts are meeting right now to talk about the new age of hockey and how they're going to adapt to it. Got to figure out how we got to get more Trevor Zegers highlights that he can yell and They're asking about. for oh, more lacrosse goals. They're asking for more Michigans. They're asking for everything <laughs> right now, and they need it, and they want to coach so, it. So here's the thing we got to get – I have to touch on this with Seattle because I absolutely murdered Seattle year one because of what they did in the draft and what they did with that first year. Deservedly. They basically lit a first year on fire. Now, what they've done since then and added a couple pieces, they changed a few things, they sent some pieces out to get a couple assets. It's a it's a analytics-built roster for sure, which is what we kind of knew they were going to do when they came in and said what they did. Uh, they've been better than I expected them to be this year. I am curious to see how much of that is a product of how bad that division has been this year, especially at the bottom. Um, the Sharks are not good. The Ducks are not good. The Canucks are not good. Um, like I said, Calgary has been up and down, mediocre. Edmonton has been awful on defense. Seattle will play defense. If you can't score, if you can't score on them now, <laughs> They did just play a 9-8 game against the Kings because sometimes when it gets late on the West Coast, hockey gets drunk and on crack and stupid things happen. It happens. They also won that game 9-8. <laughs> so. <laughs> it, I, that was one of those games. It was just a circus out there, but it's a circus that they've currently got aimed at least in the right direction and rolling what appears to be downhill. So. And that nine eight game for all I mean for all purposes kinda went against the grain of what has actually been surprisingly working, which is of all people, Martin Jones. You know, we think Grubauer is still gonna be getting good minutes, gets injured. Martin Jones is twelve, four and two, averaging under three goals against a game. Yeah. I, 
they, they've only got 68, 68 goals they're giving up on the year. I they're just plus 16 in differential right now as a team. And they're eight, one and one on the road. They're better away from their own building. The same as Vegas. Both of those teams have one loss and one overtime loss on the road. It's just crazy to watch them this year. So, all right, now we've done kind of the preview. Let's do this. We're going to do the biggest surprise and biggest disappointment uh, that you've got this season. And I'm sure we probably just touched a couple of them. If you guys want to do players and stuff instead of teams, that's an option too. But, Jeff, go ahead and lead us off. I think my biggest surprise is honestly the Islanders. Um, I thought they were going to be a – I thought – a drop off. I didn't think they could sustain the type of hockey that was making this successful. Um, you know, with all that was going on around there, I, I just didn't think the Islanders would put up a fight. And I think they're second right now in the Metro. And yep. I mean, a lot can change from here till you know March, April, May. But the Islanders are my biggest surprise, and I think for me, the biggest disappointment is without saying that the Nashville Predators, because they're the biggest damn disappointment. I would say, you know, I was, I'm kind of, I'm really upset with Vancouver just because I think the NHL really needs Vancouver to be good. And Vancouver was seemingly on the cusp the last two seasons. And it, it's downhill right now. Now they've got locker room issues and one of their best players wants out. Uh, Bo's got to go because Bo needs Bo's going to play great hockey for somebody, and it's not going to be in Vancouver. It's the same conversation we had with Winnipeg last year. Or, yeah, last year with Line. Why is this happening? That shouldn't be the case. They they have a talented roster, and... They're bad. It doesn't make it... They got Elias Patterson, who's... Who is seemingly on the fuck on the rise? I don't even know if I'm allowed to cuss. I'm sorry for the little. Yeah, slip there. It, it's it slips in and out on here. We're, yeah. we're not as picky. It, the, the, <laughs> the podcast got the uncensored tag in episode one because your boy slipped a little. So it's fine. We stay on the episode. So, uh, and when the YouTube channel pops up, guess what? It will also it'll be, be explicit not for kids. YouTube. Well, okay. Well, fucking a. Well, P- <laughs> Patterson seems to be on the rise, and then I, he's just kind of. I, he's not bad. I'm not. Let's. When I say on the rise, I thought he was going to hit a different ceiling. He's just kind of. He's middling out right now. He's just, he's, he's tapered off on the progression that he was on, and you're 100 right. He he was on pace to be a superstar, and at the moment, we are getting very good top line player. And uh, if you're Vancouver, that can't happen because that dude's your franchise at this point. Well, it's not going to be Bo, I can tell you that much. So you better. <laughs> like, it's that, that guy's it because the other guy's mad and wants out. So. I, I, and just to kind of piggyback, I'll let Ben go or you go, Kyle, here. But I think 1B, because like, it's kind of a 1A, 1B disappointment when I'm throwing the Predators out. I'm also disappointed in the Ducks because I see no. They got they have energy on the on the ice. They They have some fun moments. But there's no life on that roster. There's no life in that management. And it's just like they exist and they don't care. They just exist. And it's really a bummer to me. They, I mean, they both of their goalies right now are 30 years old. They got to have a plan somewhere. They well, are. They, that's part of the problem they, is they don't have a plan. They have the worst 
differential in the league this year, and I don't think it's close. It's over 10 goals, worse than anyone else in the league. It just feels like they don't care. They just they Columbus and the Blackhawks are the next closest to them. They're negative 37 on the year. Just goals are the problem. You have two guys with 20 points, and the next closest after that has 12. You have Troy Terry and Trevor Zegers, who are at 20 and 24 points, respectively. Adam Henrique is at 12. Ryan Strom is at 12. Cam Fowler is at 12. And Mason McTavish is 11. After that, single-digit points. Hell, they barely have 10 guys above five. And Trevor's electric, man. He's electric. But he's by himself. They have no depth. I agree. And if you don't have a plan, Anaheim, please get Trevor somewhere that he can play actual – hockey he can play meaningful hockey because to be fair to john gibson he was the only reason they were even in games last year yeah and they left him out to dry and they continue to do it this year like that's the team that i expected to take a step forward somewhat this year that has taken a step backwards they're they are probably I won't say they're my biggest disappointment because they're, I don't think they are for me, but they're close. Ben, where are you at? So we'll work, I'll work backwards. Uh, I'll stay on the disappointment train here for a minute, but my disappointment has to be the Senators. <laughs> you don't go out and get Giroux and build this team. I mean, you want to talk about acquisitions and building an offensive roster that should be winning. You've got Brady on the first line with Claude, and they are sitting eight and thirteen, eight thirteen and one, bottom of the Atlantic. I this team should be competitive. There's absolutely no reason this team should not be competitive, and I I don't understand it. I need answers. So, we we deserve answers. I wish I could jump in and and add to the disappointment with you, Ben, but. I watch a lot of hockey and I actively avoid the Ottawa Senators. So I really can't sit here and tell you I've seen much of them because I watched one, <laughs> one half of a period. And I was, that was enough for me. I was out. And you know what, Jeff, I don't blame you because <laughs> Ben actually, I think probably beat me to my biggest disappointment. And I, I think there, and there's a one B here with them and it's not the ducks. Like I said, they're close, but it's not, Look, man, Ottawa, you want to talk about teams that were supposed to be a contender this year and make a step and do something and make noise in a division and that has been dreadful? They are dead last. Montreal is ahead of them. Montreal is – look, y'all, I apologize if you're a Canadians fan. Ass. A-S-S-S. Ass. Ass. Now, somehow, they are currently ahead of Buffalo, who is much better than they were supposed to be this year, and that Senators team. The Senators, yo, where do you even start? I don't They're know. so bad, and there's no way they should be. Their it doesn't make sense. Been, their goaltending has been ungood. From two guys who have been fairly solid throughout their careers. I say Anton and Talbot should not be god awful. I, I no. thought at one point I saw just because I was perusing the hockey waiver wire that Talbot was standing on his head for a little bit. 
that's great for about the two games I think he's he did it. <laughs> that's very it could have been very flash a, in the pan. Nine eighteen save percentage. I mean I mean it's not atrocious, but it's not great. I there just has to be answers and I don't <laughs> I need well, them. I, I assume it. it's partially because the ownership is in in a little bit of trend. I mean, Cam has a two fifty seven and is a nine eighteen, and he's he's nine and three, but I think he's got or no, he's three and six. He's three and six in those games. Like you, you can't have a goalie with a two fifty seven and a nine eighteen save percentage, and he's three and six, guys. That doesn't work. The answer to Ottawa's woes is Ryan Reynolds, and I will not be taking any questions. I'm 100% here for him buying an NHL team. The NHL needs literally anything to drive any viewership because their commissioner actively tries to kill it. So. Can he change the logo if he buys the team? Like, the Senators is a okay, it's okay name. I get the history. I get the meaning. I get the symbolism. But God, is it an ugly logo. Oh, my God. It looks like a terrible quarter. I mean, it's just, it looks like money that no one wants to have in their pocket. It looks they, like a quarter that I want to throw into a wishing well every time I, I get it. I'm still trying to figure out I they have some some uniforms and some stuff that they could do that they in their traditional stuff where a lot of you see a lot of these teams start to go that they don't. But that's a conversation for another episode. My biggest disappointment out of the ones that have already been mentioned is, and I don't think it's particularly close other than the tie with Ottawa being what is happening, has been, and, and they're not even, they're not bad. They're just not anywhere near what I expected, and it's the Minnesota Wild. And yep. I don't, you want to talk about how I would love to have some answers on what is going on with this team? How do you have that much talent on that roster? And you are barely 500 this year. Oh, I'll you, tell you how. Because you have <laughs> five guys within with more than 10 points. And, oh, yeah. I mean, you're getting your goaltending. Both your goalies are under three on goals against with over nine save percentages. Neither one spectacular, but doing enough. And yet, you've got no scoring. You've got no depth. You've got nothing this year so far. You've got some guys on this roster that are veterans that are putting up absolute bagels. Can you imagine how bad this team would have been if Kaprizov didn't get out of Russia? Oh, dear Lord. If he couldn't have got back for this season? I mean, I'm, would, glad, I'm glad he's back. He's The league needs him. But they, wouldn't be, they wouldn't be – they would be at the same level where we were talking about with Arizona and Chicago and Montreal. Like, bad. Terrible bad. Because the top line is all they have. Zuccarello is a lot of fun, too. Joel Erickson, good player. They've got guys on that roster, and their goaltending has been fine. They're just not winning games. And like I said, they're not producing on offense at all. Like I said earlier with the Ducks, you need to send Dumba and Spurgeon somewhere where they can contribute and play meaningful hockey again. Something's got to change. It's. And I'm not going to throw my biases out here, but it's Minnesota sports, man. That's who Minnesota is. They are the pinnacle of mediocrity in Minnesota sports. They are too passive aggressive as a unit, as a Minnesota. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to pump the brakes. I'm going to get fired up. (laughs) 
All right. Save Matt won. Duma. It, 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 it's, it's a problem. They either need to address coaching or something. <laughs> either the locker room is not seeing eye to eye with the coaching staff or something because they're getting absolutely nothing out of the bottom end of that roster. Nothing at all. All right. Hey, and what? don't forget, the Wilds' answer was to trade for Ryan Reeves. <laughs> I like Ryan Reeves. He does not solve your offensive issues, boys. Especially because I saw him not only on the third line the other night. Yeah, I saw him. There. I saw him playing defense for a defenseman at one point on a breakout, and I was just in panic mode, going, "Oh my god, what? So why did they do that to Ryan? Ryan does not deserve this. He did not ask for that." Uh, anyway. The next thing we've got to discuss. What's the next step for the franchises that we know are getting ready to make next steps? And I'll let the person who has the franchise that's getting ready to have to make, I think, one of those steps next. Kyle and I are are going straight negative. Neither one of us are giving us uh, a positive surprise. Oh, Oh, that's true. (laughs) We gave gave no happiness. Just pure happiness. I'm You're sorry, sadness. you're balanced. I'm, I'm yin and yang down here. You're, you're, right, right, you're right. I apologize, Ben. Go ahead. Give me, and this is not biased based off of their dismantling of the Avalanche the other night, but I would be lying if I didn't say I was impressed by Winnipeg. They are – the easy answer would probably be Vegas, but like I said earlier, I'm not surprised that they're playing as well as they are. No, because you paid attention to the part where that roster barely changed and they added yeah. a superstar, so – yeah, that's kind of how that normally works. But, you know, hell, unless you're the different Broncos. <clears throat> um, anyway, so... <laughs> you forgot the superstar part. Yeah, the wannabe superstar. Anyway, <laughs> I'm allowed to make that joke. That's, a, that's another story. But, yeah, it has to be Winnipeg for me. Um, they're getting scoring, you know, across both the top lines. Power play is playing phenomenally. The tending is... I mean, Hellbuck is doing exactly what you'd want from him again. Uh <laughs> The opposite of whatever happened last year. Yep, and on those off nights, everyone needs a former predator, right, Jeff? Everybody needs a former predator. They're always <laughs> better when they leave. <laughs> oh, Riddich. He, he's filling in admirably when they need him, you know? He's not doing anything stupid. Letting Connor uh, rest when he needs to. And to, I, want, I agree with you, Ben. I think Winnipeg has exceeded and been great. But Blake Wheeler has been one of the biggest disappointments to me in NHL history. His season has pissed me off. And it's funny because he has 20 points. Yeah, but because of that, he's off my fantasy team. Blake, if you want to talk about it, hit me on my Twitter. We need to I talk about it, guy. He's He's been not as good as I expected, but he still has 20 points somehow. It, also, it's been one Winni- of those weird years. Winnipeg has one of the most Swedish names in the history of Sweden on their roster. The Axel kid, I don't need. It's like I don't even know how to pronounce his last name fully. Oh, it's the most uh, Swedish name of all time. Yeah, it's Filiabi is is the last part, but I can't pronounce the first portion of it. Johnson, I think it's Johnson. I don't know that that's Johnson. I think it's Johnson Filiabi, but it's Axel is his first name. That's not. Yeah. It's the most Swedish name of all time. Well, look, all right, I'm American and I call it soccer, not football, and so therefore all pronunciations of four names might be questionable. You know, it's just <laughs> so, it's. I, I think your answer to Winnipeg, though, Ben, is look at the shooting percentages of Wheeler and Shifley. They're both over 18%. When you, as a, as a scorer, are shooting that well, you score a lot of goals. Guys, your confidence is really high, and 
that's what happens when goal scorers get hot. Their confidence gets hot. It's like shooters in basketball or quarterbacks in football when they get in a rhythm. It, it, it is the same thing. When you got guys that are finding the back of the net and they are doing so, there's not just two of them that are that. I mean, Luke, Pierre-Luc Dubois, which, by the way, got out of Columbus as fast as his feet could physically carry him. Columbus is a team. We're getting there. <laughs> 16.4% shooting percentage. I mean, he they Josh Morrissey has 25 points. He's shooting 13% clip. Now, he only has five goals, but he's got 20 assists. I they're getting production everywhere. And they are what they need. It's impressive to watch. Uh I guess for me, the biggest surprise slash positive slash wow, you're you're doing something I didn't expect you to do. Um, it's tough, but it's it's probably gotta be Dallas because I didn't expect them to be at the top of their division at this point, or even in the anywhere else, like above the fourth position in their division at this point. And they've been one of the better teams in the division. Now, some of that has to do with injuries and other unfun things. But fighting sucks. The fighting Jason Robertsons, you mean? Yeah, I mean he's. He's yeah. doing a lot of lifting. The um, whole team is the whole team is playing well, but what a season from Jason, man. He's and I guess that's more of my biggest surprise is him versus necessarily the team success, but they've had team success because that man is literally just pulling the wagon at this point. Didn't he, they announce his signing at two AM? Yeah. Yeah, they did. <laughs> he uh he scored a goal the other night where he just flat out outworked and outskated a dude for the puck to cap a game and I think it was two nights ago or three nights ago and it was just like oh okay well yeah that, that explains why he scored the most goals in the league this year he's the only guy ahead of Connor McDavid right now and it's been impressive to watch from him I was not expecting a monster year from Jason Robertson but I'm happy to see it because American hockey baby you know where I'd like to see I was getting ready to say you know where I'd like to see him on the next on the next uh, international competition on Team USA with about seven other people that need to be on that roster from the first one that I saw that I think was fake, and God, I hope it's fake. So, anywho. Sorry, sorry about my nerves crinkling. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. It happens. He eats when he's um, nervous. So happy. Now, that, now that we've actually given our positive happy side. Yeah, there's the happiness. How you guys? It's yeah, weird, we weird hearing yeah, you be positive. Yeah, I don't like it. I, I want to do a quick little look at kind of where we're sitting on who we think's where for awards right now. I know it's stupid early in the season, but it's we're like the third way, a third of the way, Mark. Might as well at least take a peek and see. Uh, the guy that's been surprising to me in the awards, and we don't have to go through all the awards. You can kind of pick where you want to go on the award category. But the guy that's been surprising to me, and I guess I can't say surprising because I did take him on purpose in fantasy this year when I got the opportunity to in the rookie draft, but it's Matty Beneers from Seattle and he's been, he's leading the league in points. He's leading the league in goals for rookies. He's been excellent since basically the day he stepped on the ice for them. And I, I couldn't be happier for the kid because he was, he was supposed to be drafted at what he was, he was talked about as one of the top guys and he slid a little, if I remember right to Seattle where they ended up getting him. So I'm happy for the kid. He's been great. I can't believe. I think he was seventh in the draft this year in, in the fantasy draft. I think he was like fourth in the NHL draft or something like that, right? So, uh, 
it was uh, he's been impressive and he's my I think pretty much shoe in if he continues to play how he's played I don't think there's anybody catching him for rookie of the year so I'll counter that with a uh, rookie that falls into the category by definition of the award only <laughs> and that would be Mr. Logan Thompson I had a feeling you might go there if he continues on this streak and continues this tending through the year, that's the only person I see competing. Um, I mean, maybe Shane Pinto, but it's, he's so hot and cold. He's looked good in streaks, but, you know, it's, it's not there yet. It's hot, cold, hot, cold, exactly. So I think Beneers is probably the Vegas favorite. I wouldn't be surprised. I haven't looked at it. He's got to be pretty heavily there. But if anyone's going to give him a run for it, I'd, I'd back Logan to be that person. Jeff, do you have any awards that you're anybody jumps out at? Um, no, not really. I don't. You know, I I said Soros was going to win a trophy this year, and that's as far as possible. <laughs> so I think me taking a guess right now. Yeah, um, that's that ship has sailed. So. I'm I'm going to go out on a huge limb here and say McDavid gets the Richard. <laughs> Oh, you think he gets the rocket trophy, huh? Yeah, um, that's that's the that's as far as I'm jumping to right now at this point of the season. Yeah, well, that's who, that's that's my nibble. Who is taking the curse of the presidents? Oh, it was you. Well, I, no, 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 no. The Abs don't, don't want it. We're not in any it, position to do that. I don't think it's going to be the Abs this year. No, and not with. Your team that looks built for it right now is Boston, but that's if they keep this absolutely insane pace up. Gotta stay also, healthy. we say insane pace, and Jersey is literally running one game, one loss column game worse than them right now. So I told you, sleeping on the Kings of the Metro. They're nine and one in their last ten. Jersey is so is Boston. It's it's a pretty impressive year. Although, like I said, Boston has literally not lost at home. They are thirteen and zero. What was what was that straight for Jersey? Was it nine straight, eight straight? Seven, and then they got absolutely hosed by the uh, pandemic slash epidemic that has taken over the NHL and sports landscape as a whole. That is train wreckly bad officiating that nobody seems to want to do anything about with these unions. But that's another subject because I'm not going on that rant today. They got three goals called back. I remember that. that <laughs> the first one was bad, <laughs> and the third one wasn't much better. The second one I kind of get, but well, anyway. It, it, again, like it, it's every night. And it's, it's every night, and it's across the league. Like for example, the Carolina Pittsburgh game that ended in overtime on a two on zero because they had four guys on the ice and got away with boarding five seconds before that. So like the Washington game, they had two men on the ice when Obi yep scored from his Go office. On. Yep, like it. It's and it was and probably offsides. So I'm like the goal right before that that sent it to it, overtime like 14 seconds prior. It can't happen, and it happens all the time, and there's no reason for it, and it's stupid. But here we are. So, um, if I had to the, throw one last word out there, yeah, uh, just kind of way out in left field, but for the Masterton, I could see Brad Marchand winning it for perseverance if he can keep this up alongside the Bruins. He came back what over a month, month or two earlier than he was supposed to. Yeah. He's playing lights out. Just one of those, you know, guys coming back earlier than they're supposed to. I could see him barring something crazy happening for sportsmanship related things. You know, there's always oh, yeah, nobody... that's totally out of the realm of possibility with that guy. <laughs> Correct. He's not winning for sportsmanship, but that's fine. 
that's not you know you've got three different what categories that you could technically win that award for it yeah, kind he, of varies he, on he what to give it out any sportsmanship awards that dude first of all he makes it hard for me to even want to hope that he gets that Matheson award because of how he plays sometimes so i yeah. i have hey. my own i have a love hate relationship with Mark. okay i'll bite my boy my young boy nico gets the messier um that's where I, that's my last one i'm throwing it out see ya we're out <laughs> All right, we'll switch out of the award talk because the awards are difficult. Let's take a quick look ahead of the next couple of days. Um, there will also probably be a TikTok opening up for this because we may have some new content coming for you guys over there. You'll see it on all of our channels, but it will be mostly featured on TikTok, so you'll want to get over there when we actually create that. Um, we're going to look ahead at the games, not maybe talk so much lines and, and some of the betting. We'll, we'll do some more of that later. Um, you'll probably probably get some more of that from Ben and I. Um, to start with today's games, I guess, since you guys are, we're recording, you know, on Thursday, um, the first game that pops up on my schedule list is a game that would be far more interesting to me if Colorado wasn't currently a mash unit and it's Buffalo and Colorado. Ben, I guess we can briefly talk about the the abs and their injury issues here. We've talked about it offline, but how many guys didn't have numbers before this week's play? Uh, I believe it was four that we have. You know, I feel like every game I watch, we've got a new guy called up, new debut. Um, and, you know, that's fine. If we're going to have a year where we're, you know, blooding new talent, and you can tell me that we're still going to be sitting at 12 and 7 and 3rd in the Central, that's okay with me as long as we get healthy. Take the, uh, what it seems to be everybody else's approach the past couple of years, you know, between Tampa doing it and then oh, Vegas. And, yeah, you know, if, if this use in long-term IR, that's fine by me, but I'll say we had Jean-Luc Foudy uh, make his debut this week. It's just, I love seeing the new guys coming up, and it, I think it's important for the Avs to see what they have because of the limited amount of picks we have moving forward. Joe did such a good job over the span of the last, you know, half a decade of piecing together this team, drafting well, making the right moves. Um, but now we're finally at that point where the draft picks are no longer there. They're drying up, so we need to see what we have and really identify, you know, make sure that long-term plan is sustainable. So so how does this look then against a Buffalo, a young, angry, hype, feisty Buffalo team who's played pretty much everybody tough this year? Tage gets a goal. Tage will undoubtedly probably score. I'm, I'm good with making that. Him or Skinner, one of the two will find the back of the net, but – I do like the Avs' chances more. Buffalo coming off a back-to-back, um, having just played last night. If they were coming, if we were going into their building fresh, you know, I would not back us at all in that game. If I'm being completely honest, I like to stay somewhat, you know, object on it. But they just finished a 5-4, you know, overtime game against the Red Wings. They played extra hockey. They're playing a back-to-back. I I feel like this is a winnable game for the Avalanche, but and they also lost to Detroit tonight, correct? Uh no, they well, wanted they wanted the shootout. Yeah, yeah, in the shootout. Shootout. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's that's an interesting game for me. Um, we've got what's the other one that's popping up here that I saw? Um, my game's pretty in- intriguing just because I'm curious to see if we can figure out how our power play is supposed to work with you know the, enough talent to stack an armory with. We can't find the back of the net on the power play. Um, that Pittsburgh. 
Vegas game is going to be interesting. It'll also be interesting to see if Flower gets the start or not. I will be curious to see if that is in the, in the case because it's always fun when he's back in the building if that is, if that is in fact, how that's going to go. So um, I've got my eye on that one, of course, for my own selfish reasons. But um, Jeff, you have your eyes on the Predators and uh, the Devils? I don't have my eyes on it. I, my eyes will be on it begrudgingly. God. It, that's about as good as the Tampa Philly matchup because I look, man, I, I, I like Torts. Honestly, I do. I would, I, he's very much a coach I would play for. He's not for everybody. I've talked about him numerous times on this podcast. The fact that he's in Philly makes me ill because I absolutely despise the fire flyers with a passion and I don't want to see him fail, but dude, you took the Philly job. So enjoy it. Um, I've been told for what, four years now, when did they draft Carter Hart? He's different. He's not going to be like every other Philly goalie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, guess what? So with Philly being Philly um, and playing Tampa, I that seems like a drubbing. Carolina is light years better than St. Louis if they play to their normal level. Um, Kings and the Oats. I mean, that's another one. There's a handful of games tomorrow that I'm curious to see if it's as lopsided as it should be. The Stars have Anaheim coming to town. Florida, Vancouver. And that's Florida in Vancouver. That's a long trip. However, they're actually starting the right goalie for once. So That's a 9 o'clock puck drop on the, in central time. Yeah, that's a late one on the West, on the West, or on the East Coast. Um, <clears throat> Washington, Seattle would be more interesting to me also if Washington, again, wasn't literally just a walking injury unit they are almost as banged up if not more banged up than colorado is at this point they've got multiple guys on their top i think they're missing wilson and they were missing at one point i know they were missing wilson and um backstrom so it's they've been a whole mess ov still scoring from the same 12 foot spot he always scores from as often as as always but the rest of that team, they're beat up and they're not getting goaltending and they are struggling because of it. So. They still have four guys on IR and Orlov's on day to, is day-to-day currently. But yeah, Backstrom, Hagelin, Wilson, Connor Brown, all out. So, that, so two guys out of your top line and three out of your top, out of your top nine or four out of your top nine? Say, David's going to score four against the Wild. <laughs> you putting that into existence? Okay, four points. I'll have four points. Say in Minnesota, I don't. Edmonton's problem is they've been leaving everything late. They, oh yeah, trust me. I just watched that nonsense tonight. That was great. But but that boy had a hell of a goal. Took it end to end with a nice little wrister from the right point. Of course he did. Drysaddle also blasted in two one timers on two on ones because Chicago's defense. Oh. We could talk about that for a week. Seth Jones' decision-making on two-on-ones makes me want to throw things at the TV. Deservedly. Seth Jones was a quality, quality. If you're going to lay down on a two-on-one, the puck cannot make it past you. He was a quality pred ever since then. I don't care what's happened with him. Well, the wheels fell off the bus right about the time they wrote him a $10 million a year. They, they sent him to Columbus, man. That's just a bad sentence. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Columbus has been bad. So, you know, what else is new? Um, <laughs> Water is not wet. 
So it creates wetness. All right. That's, there's only three games on Friday, and I don't want to watch any of them, frankly. Thanks. <laughs> Rangers, Ottawa. We just talked about how extremely frustrating Ottawa has been. New York hasn't been great, but Jesus, Ottawa has been bad. Me, Zabinajad's always great. He's fun to watch. Islanders, Nashville. What's the over-under on that one, Ben? Three? Two and a half? <laughs> it can't be high, I'll tell it's, you that. It's in Long Island, too. So There's going to be about no offense in that game. And if there is, it's because Nashville gets like seven hung on them by an Islanders team that doesn't score very often. Don't worry. There's going to be a lot of puck movement in that game and a lot of shots passed up. It, I, I, I would take any kind of bet on this that this will be the one game where the most shoot-its are yelled in the arena. <laughs> and the other game is Winnipeg-Columbus. Once oh again. Boy. It's the battle of where I don't want to live more. <laughs> Literally. And the battle of two teams that have made multiple trades with each other because their players, in fact, don't want to live there. Ohio, small town in the middle of nowhere, Canada. Uh. Would you do me a favor and spot the difference? Snow. <laughs> Amount of snow, yes. And it snows in Columbus, too, if you... Just less so. Uh, it's... I don't know, man. Like, that's... This is what I talk about when I talk about why the NHL cannot figure out scheduling and marketing. There are five, six, seven, eight, nine, 12 games on Thursday, three games on Friday, and I think everybody plays Saturday. Yep, and I'm sure we'll have maybe two on Sunday. And Saturday is an absolutely saturated, saturated sports day with the World Cup college football. And 13 NHL games, including, and I would like to point out, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games that start at seven o'clock. And four that start, three that start at 10. And the powerhouse that they're going up against, Wichita State at K State College Basketball. I mean, (laughs) how are they going to ever compete? Well, I know what I'll be watching. Yeah, I will. I will There's... definitely have that on the screen, but that's, that's a separate subject, and I'm sure most of you have shameless out, plug. Y'all are uh, from a near near area or surrounding each other. Most of you are shameless from... plug. Yeah, yeah shameless <laughs> plug. Is fine. Um, the, the Ben, we've been doing our own fair share of DFS and and the sports books now that it's it's legal here in Kansas. Some folks on here are not uh, able to do so, so we we don't have him partake in this conversation. My name is Jeff Chapman, and I am compliant to all NCAA rules and statutes. <laughs> Thank you for that public service announcement and the legal disclaimers. Uh, what are you? You've been having quite a bit of success with the DFS side, I know for sure. So I kind of want to focus there with you for a little bit. You. You're doing some things that I find interesting. The line stacking seems to be working. Yeah. Um, there's definitely a lot of looking at, you know, I'm, there's a whole obviously process to it and everyone's process is different, but 
Correct. Um, All of them are awful. Some of them are more successful. Yes, and you know, even the best processes, processes, if you will, um, they don't work every night because you know, that's, that's betting. That's how Vegas stays in that's, business, yeah, baby. Yeah, because the numbers don't always work. The numbers are odds, but they don't always work. So, um, you know, really targeting. I'll be honest. I find more success, and I might be in the anomaly here. Um, a lot of the guys I know that play DFS heavily. Um, <laughs> a lot of the guys that I know that play pretty heavily love a big game slate. You know, they love having the big God, Saturday slate. The yeah, I would rather really focus in on two, three game slate, pick my lines, stack heavily, um, and kind of take it that route. So the the thing with the too many game, like the the big slate for me, is that there's too many options of guys that can go off, and you can't there's no way to account for the randomness that's in that. And I mean, I know that there's processes that help do that, but it's really, 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 really tough to be able to take a big slate and condense it down to where you're consistently every single day cashing it, which is just, that's where I I enjoy and see more of my success on the smaller slates. Now I will say, I think those people that are having more success on the bigger slates, um, I mean, at the end of the day, there's nothing that's going to beat volume if you're able to max enter or really, you know, spread around that value target, find what you think is positive EV, really hit that um, heavily on those larger slates, have your baseline of what you're doing. And then at the end of the day, max entering is how you're going to have the best odds of, you know, taking down one of those slates. So um, obviously that's not possible for everyone. Not everyone's max entering DraftKings contest, underdog contest for those of you that partake in that. Um, and so it just kind of, the small game slates, I think, give a little bit, um, you know, if you're not going to max enter, that might be where you have your best chance of success. But that's also why a lot of the more heavy DFS players are not targeting those <laughs> slates as heavily. That EV and that, it's not there. I mean, the pots are smaller. Um, it's just not there for some of those bigger game players. So, so flipping to the side I've been doing a little bit more of, which is the the sports betting side, I've I found more success at least on the hockey side. Several of the books will offer you um, game parlays where you're allowed to select winner and an over under, so a money line and an over under for the game, and pair it with however many games you want. The danger there is the big slates, you can get, you know, it's a, it's a parlay. So you can get six of those, right. And miss that one. And, and you're in trouble. Um, the thing for me that I've had success with is the games you feel really comfortable with go ahead and taking that game tight in parlay where you get the money line and the over or under versus the games that you have some, well, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I don't feel super confident of this and that take the most confident piece you feel if you're going to continue to add that into the parlay or leave it out. It is perfectly okay to leave them out sometime. <laughs> That's the biggest problem a lot of people have. And I've, I've run into it myself sometimes. Oh, look at that. That, that adds an extra 200. Why not just add that little extra booster to it? Well, because that's going to be the one leg that doesn't hit. You so, and I just lived this the other night. Yeah. So, um, and, and again, it, it's, it's, it's gambling for a reason. So um, 
you know, you you have a game go the right way. They call them bad beats for a reason. You have the game go the right way for 58 minutes, and then the last minute and a half, it, it turns on a dime, and it changes the ending, and it, it changes things. So make sure you're only doing so responsibly. Um, we don't will take, be probably... Don't take money lines take, in Rangers uh, Devils yeah, games. Don't, don't take money lines in Rangers Devils games. <laughs> Especially after you tell someone else, after they've done it, that it's not the best, that it's, it's a sketchy option that night because both teams are pretty volatile and they hate each other and then you turn around and do it anyway after you just told him you not to do it so yeah you know good times um with that is there anything else we would like to touch on before we go ahead and get out of here for this episode this one's been a little bit of a long one because we are just now getting back we will probably be a little shorter going forward because we're going to try to do these more often throughout the week um to try to keep up with the schedule because that is at least one thing. They do play enough games in a week to do multiple episodes on multiple games per week. So um, we want you guys to stay tuned. But before we get out of here, let's wrap it up with some final thoughts. Ben, go ahead. So I want to thank everyone for uh, welcoming me to the free agent acquisition. You know, I'm really glad I was able to sign in time before the deadline today at 4 p.m. Uh, as a restricted free agent, it was very important for me to uh, make this decision. So my agent really got me in touch and <laughs> we're going to have a great time. Okay. We're just really here for the for the memes and you know occasionally chugging some leech when <laughs> when things go poorly. So uh, that's not health advice. Please do not do that. Yeah. Thank you. We are not giving out gambling advice or health advice on this podcast. So we will talk about hockey a bunch, but there will be none of that that you should take to the bank with you. Jeff, any final thoughts for the day? No. Fire David Poyer. <laughs> I think that's going to be just final thoughts for the day, pretty much every episode until they fired David Poirier. Um, with that, guys, we're going to head and get out of here because my final thoughts are please follow the show on all of its podcasts. And yeah, do that. I want to be in your podcast. Spotify wrapped next year. I yes, want to dude. be in your wrapped. Start now because they came out today. Yep. Can you hear me? Get them rolling. Spotify so wrapped. Also, if you would like us on any of those platforms, leave us a review on any of those platforms. I know. Give us a couple episodes to get going so you can find out kind of what this group is about and how we're all moving through it. There will be plenty of faces. There will be guests. There will be contributors back. You will see familiar faces again. And you will see our faces because we will be transitioning to YouTube soon. The podcast will still be in podcast form, but you will be able to interact with us on YouTube while we record these some nights there will be nights that we we record off the live where we just post it for you all but there will be nights where we have q a's and we have all kinds of stuff we've got a bunch of new ideas coming and we've got merch coming so stay tuned follow ben at his handle which he gave you earlier which is ben r hunley follow jeff at his which is jeff k chapman don't follow me yeah well (laughs) Follow Jeff at his anyway. And follow me at mine, KZN16. We will also see you guys with some new additions, I'm sure, soon. And uh, have a good one, y'all. Love you. Peace. Mom, Dad, let's talk. I know right now I'm all about juice boxes and chasing the dog. But sooner than you think, I'm out of here. I want to go to college, out of state. 
or start a business in an industry that doesn't even exist yet. My allowance ain't gonna cut it. So, while I'm at my most adorable, I'm asking you to download the UNEST app and start saving for my future. The UNEST app puts smart investing tools right in the palm of your hand. And the funds in your UNEST account can be used for anything, from college tuition to building a nest egg to use for other things for your kids. Plus, you can grow your UNEST account by making purchases from top brands like Disney Plus and DoorDash. Or share a UNEST gifting link so friends and family can help grow your child's account. Download the UNEST app and use the code IHEART25 at sign up to receive a $25 bonus when you fund your account. That's code IHEART25 when you sign up at unest.co for a $25 bonus. See terms and conditions at unest.co. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com Internet for details.